0: Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Hormonal Mama podcast with your host, me, Tara Drescher. Today on the show, I am interviewing Alana Raffaeli. Alana is sharing with us today her personal experience with infertility and her very interesting, complicated, and ultimately successful fertility journey. Now, Alana is a fascinating person. She is trilingual, fluent in English, Spanish, and Hebrew. And she has so much experience as a medical and legal interpreter, and she uses her experience to help others in underserved communities as an interpreter who are dealing with infertility and struggles like she did. She's sharing her story today, her her struggles, and her success, our new mom here, and she's telling me exactly what she is doing to help others. You will not want to miss this episode. It's an incredible story and what she is doing to pay it forward. We'll see you in just a minute. Welcome, Alana, to the Hormonal Mama podcast. I am psyched to have you here. We have so many things To get to in our chat today. But before we do, I just want to welcome you. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you. It's my pleasure. I'm so glad. So, okay, we have so much to get to. And I I think a good place for us to start because we're talking about infertility today. And as we both know, infertility is very close to my heart. Infertility is very close to your heart. So let's talk a little bit about that. Tell me a bit. About why it's close to your heart, I know you've gone through infertility um you you have had a journey, and i'd yes. love to hear what what you would like to share. I would love to hear your story wow, there's so much
1: <laughs> I know, I know. Um, oh my god so let's see i I started well, I got married late in life mm-hmm. I got married in my late thirties um but just to be on the safe side, I started my journey on my own before I even met my husband, right. just to get checked and find out, you know, if everything is good while I'm being super stubborn. Like I want kids. If you don't want kids, I'm not going to be with you. <laughs>
0: get out of my face. I like <laughs> so it. I was like,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, okay, let me, um, let me make sure everything's yeah. working the way it should. And I started going through pen fertility, which um, I know well. I was a patient. yes. <laughs> yes. and that is where I started with everything. And coincidentally, I met my husband along that journey. Um, so I filmed him into that, and he decided to join in on the journey um, nice. once we were together engaged to be married. And we went through that. There were some issues there that made me a little bit uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. So I then have quite a few friends that were going through fertility treatments. Um, Most of them were going to a different clinic. Mm -hmm. So I got referred over to one specific doctor at this clinic. And I went over there. I started working with them. We did a couple treatments with them unsuccessfully unfortunately.
2: Mm.
1: And then the pandemic hit. No, sorry. The pandemic did not hit yet. Sorry. It no, that's okay. <laughs> I
0: know what it's like to yeah. be like, okay, my journey's all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> and trying yeah. to catch up with it all. I, I get yeah. that. And I don't keep dates. Like I'm not right, the like, most. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like certain
1: <laughs> things are better off forgotten.
0: Yes. Um sure.
1: so I decided to ask a different friend that had success over in New York with fertility treatments, and I went over to New York um, to wheel Cornell,
2: mm-hmm.
1: who was wonderful. The doctor was close to my heart. He was a Colombian Jew, which I'm Venezuelan, so it was just kind of like wow. And the head of the practice is Israeli, and as you may or may not know, the first and most notorious IVFs, um, research and clinics and everything was successful and done in Israel.
0: I didn't know that. Yeah. That's a fun fact right there. (laughs) That's so interesting.
1: Yeah. So we decided to go to New York and simultaneously we booked a trip to Israel as well. And I got to talking with a friend in Israel who referred me to one of the top IVF physicians in Israel. And it turned out that he doesn't really see patients. He's hesitant a little bit. He's got a full practice, understandably so. But I know I'm um, international myself. Yeah. You show the dollars, you get an appointment. Right. Or you have the right connections and you get an appointment. Exactly. So I called in and it turns out it's one of my friend's cousin who takes his calls.
0: Wow. <laughs> she Isn't was that like, crazy? What? <laughs> so I, of course, got an appointment immediately. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's and we crazy. went to
1: see him. We met up with him. We had had the treatment in New York which was unsuccessful Mm. as well. And in New York, they had said, you know, it could be your eggs, but we're not sure. There's never enough information about the eggs of a woman, unfortunately, as much as there is about the sperm of men, which is baffling to me at this point. Like all this science, all this technology it makes me wonder like, really? (laughs) Or are we just total suckers that we're like, okay, we can keep trying. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Oh, that is so frustrating. Um, Yeah. So we went to Israel and the guy said, you know, it could most likely be your eggs because of your age. But if you want to try here, you're more than welcome to try here. We're not huge on the egg donors here because of laws and certain things that they do not allow Jewish women to obtain egg donors from other Jewish women. Um, I think part of it is halakhic and part of it is, you know, they don't want to make sure that it's not family. Right. (laughs) That's being done through IVF together. Um, So we went to Israel, we came back and I said, okay, well, let's wait a little bit and we'll go to Israel because we have to make the arrangements. And it's a lot, as you know, it takes at least six weeks of committing yourself to a location before you're safe to fly if it works. Right. Um, So we were planning that I was looking into Airbnbs and we were so excited. We're like, wow, six weeks in Tel Aviv, this is going to be awesome. Right. For sure. and it's so cute. Like what really got me, is like the little things mm-hmm. <laughs> that when we were there in the clinic, he had this little onesie for the babies at work that said made in Israel. And I oh. was like, oh, my God, oh, man, that is so, so cool. <laughs> I was like, oh, I would love that. Yeah. Um. But the pandemic hit and we couldn't go to Israel. Well, I could. Mm-hmm. My husband could not. And even if I could, I would have gotten stuck there. Right. For quite a while, because as we know, flights were shut down.
2: Yeah.
1: Um. So that was put on hold. I decided, well, let me come back here to the clinic here because, you know, time is running out on me because of my age, etc. And I was going to begin a treatment here and they decided to shut down IVF as it was not necessary. Mm. Um, so IVF was shut down for six weeks. Or so. Mm-hmm. Luckily, I was not mid-cycle because it would have been canceled. Right, I would have lost all so that money.
0: Ugh. It's so <laughs> devastating. So
1: yeah, I'm beyond lucky that that did not happen to us. And the reason it didn't happen is because they were really pushing me to do donor eggs, and I right. was quite hesitant. Still,
0: yeah. Well, and I understand
1: because I wasn't getting good answers you know scientifically or any good reason like oh we just can't tell you
2: right exactly Um, I get that yeah so that was that was one um give me one second sure with this um sorry about that that's okay um (laughs) so um
1: we um began there we started you know we said well let's try something different we tried something different so you know they go through this whole process it was taxing we're in the middle of this pandemic part of me i'm like do I even want to bring a child into this I world and that. about what's, you know, what's about to happen? And so anyways, we ended up going to a different doctor within the practice because I heard there was coincidentally, there's a Facebook group of the patients and someone mentioned another doctor in the practice. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. And then I had an issue come up. So I made a call and he was the doctor on call (laughs) to call me back. And I was like, wait, I was like, where are you from? What is your accent from? He goes, oh, I'm from Israel. And I was just like, really? Very interesting. (laughs) And it just kind of like peaked something in me. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to switch doctors within the practice. It may or may not be nice, but. It's the same practice. It shouldn't matter. Exactly. So I went back on the forum on Facebook and I was like, anybody know who this physician is that says he's this and He has an accent. And right away, everybody's like, oh, he's amazing. It's this and this person. And I was like, okay, great. So I book an appointment with him. We go. I love him. He's amazing. And I said, you know what? No matter what happens here, success or no success, at least I will leave this journey with a good feeling in my heart.
0: Yes. I'm writing that quote <laughs> down right there because you're totally right. That's amazing.
1: So that was my most important thing, keeping it real in the sense that, um, you know, it's a rough journey, but also being realistic that my age is an issue. And I started late. And I know they say, you know, it's not necessarily age related, but it clearly does not help. Right. Um, so we did a couple cycles with him. In the meantime, it, we had taken quite a while between cycles and we had gone to Mexico um, to visit family. We were in Mexico and my sister-in-law suggested that I go see One of the physicians she has worked with for a very long time, who is very well known throughout South America and Mexico, especially, he's the president of the IVF and Mm. OBGYNs in Mexico, and I believe Latin America. Mm -hmm. So I said, sure, I mean, everything's worth a try at this point.
0: Absolutely.
1: You know, you're chasing a miracle,
0: basically. Write that down too. You got all these good quotes.
1: She's singing a miracle. so we um met up with him and I liked him he's a very serious very different everything you know at first I will admit we joke about it all the time that at first we um I'm sitting there in the car being driven by my sister-in-law to this clinic and I'm thinking very typical American dream of mine, right? Right. Oh my God, I'm in tears. I can't believe this is what I've come to, that I have to come to Mexico for a doctor. Like, really, like I live in the U.S. Mm -hmm. People come from all over the world and I know this. I'm an interpreter for all international patients. Right. I'm like, what am I doing? we arrive at this clinic that happens to be part of the Mayo Clinic. Really? Yeah, in Mexico City, and it felt like you're arriving at a country club.
0: And I was just like, what? (laughs) This isn't what I expected. (laughs) I was
1: like, wow, not even any of the New York, Pennsylvania, none of them. You get that feeling. Not at all. No. Instead, you get this feeling of like, all right, here I am in the trial baby factory. And I'm one of many that um, feel like I'm walking to a car dealer like, oh, you can afford this
0: much? (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. That's it. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. And I have
1: said that to them because I went through a clinical trial that, of course, didn't work out. And the person that was running the clinical trial here was so obnoxious Mm. that, you know, you don't mess with women when they're super high on hormones. No, you do not. Mm -mm. (laughs) You really can't expect the best behavior in return. And I literally was like, how many kids do you have? She goes, none. I said, who hired you? (laughs) (laughs) I go, really? This is the choice of job you've decided to have, to work with people who are dying to have kids while you have none and could care less. Yeah. And are so cold about it. Like, Mm, no, I just, I couldn't believe it. I did put in a complaint about her, which takes a lot for me to do.
0: Well, it's hard to do that. I've been there. I had a similar situation and it is hard to do that. I know very, very much how hard it is, but it's the right thing. I feel feel very strongly about
1: that. Interestingly enough. So we go to Mexico and same thing. The pandemic hit. We couldn't return to Mexico either as our plan because it would have been nice. Mexico seemed like the most, the doctor was the most confident, the most knowledgeable, the most giving, like, this is how it is. This is how it's going to be. We're not going to inject you with a million medications like in the US. That's ridiculous. We don't do that. Um, And it's, my God, a third of the price, which is so amazing, even with staying there. So we're like, okay, we'll consider that. And then same thing, pandemic hit. Um, so when I switched to the doctor here, we had to call a conference call and I find out that my chart has been flagged as a nasty patient.
0: Oh, come on. And I was like,
1: good. I'm proud of that. Wow. That's because crazy. nobody, <laughs> I was like, cause nobody likes to hear the truth. No. Nobody likes to hear that they're nasty to us or that they price me according to my face or. Oh, that I told them one day, I'd rather buy a condo in Miami on the beach than waste my money on them. <laughs> Good
0: for you for saying that. That's No, I think that's awesome because this so, this this journey is hell and people who don't go through it don't know. And it's infuriating to hear of someone working in this industry, one that you and yeah. I have a lot of experience with, treating you this way. You have every right and should stand up for yourself and say, you know what? I don't care. Right. This is not okay. And that's crazy to me that they flagged you. Oh, oh, I would have had a field day with that. And I'm a of very, course. very, very nice well, person. But.
1: That was supposed to be a private conversation, but they didn't realize that I was on that conference call. That's crazy. So, um, alas, I stuck with this Israeli doctor who was amazing. But what I've come to find out, and I didn't find this out until way later, even though I always suspected it, Mm -hmm. um, I always asked. Like, I always had my suspicion for some reason when I would go in for a transfer or retrieval or whichever. And I would be like, how do I know that you're actually using what I'm asking you to use? whisper and sample how do I actually know how do I actually know what you're using I have no proof like you show me a picture of a dot and tell me that's yours right and there's zero proof zero confidence there so there was a time that this was the last treatment I ever tried there and we get to the retrieval and promised that will be the last time I ever do a retrieval I was done
2: mm-hmm.
1: I had been through five retrievals already and I said i I'm old enough I've done it all yeah I've done different cycles different medications I've come to learn that thankfully I love <laughs> oh you're lucky (laughs) I mastered giving them to myself that's
0: awesome (laughs) to
1: the point that I was like anybody want me to inject
0: them because I will come over and do it (laughs) I love it I love it because you do you become an expert you're just like so good at it (laughs) and it doesn't hurt it's like
1: okay like I kind of miss it like I don't mind I get it I do (laughs) giving myself one more Sure. Yeah, so we get to this last retrieval and you know, you're on the table. Mm-hmm. They retrieve, they wake you up and they're like, oh, right before they retrieve, they go, okay, this is what we're going to use, etc I've signed here. And I'm like, well, there's one more sample. I'm like, no, no, there's not. We used it. I'm like, no, no, no. We ordered it. It's here. And I'm like, no, no. No, you're confused. We already used it, but we got to go. The time, the time, we got to go. The the OR is ready for you. And the whole time I said, I don't think you used any of it. Now you're between a rock and a hard place Mm -hmm. because the doctor has to trust the lab. He has nothing to do with the lab. He just receives whatever they send him at that time. And that's it. And I said to him right before I go to sleep, I said, this is yes. They messed it up.
2: He goes, no, just calm down be positive. So
1: we go through with it. I mean, what could I do at that point? Of course, nothing worked out. And I left and I said, I don't think they used anything. Hmm. I don't think, I don't know if they even actually retrieved anything from me. How do you know? You don't know. You're asleep. You have no idea. And I wasn't a person that would have pain Mm -hmm. ever after. So I couldn't tell you like, oh yeah, I felt that. Nope. So sure enough, I said, I am finished. I am completely done. This was at the end of last summer, towards the end of last summer. two thousand twenty. I was done. Yeah. Okay. And I said, okay, it's been five years. God wanted me to have children. I would have done it by now with all these extra efforts. That's it. It's fine. Let's move on. Let's have our life. Let's enjoy what we have. And with that, I promised myself that all I wanted to do was take my teachings on to different populations. Um, Because I work in this field, I work in the medical field, I'm an interpreter. I work mostly in the Hispanic population. And traveling to Mexico so much to see my husband's family. And knowing so much about that different culture yeah, that, you know, I said, these people, it is a huge taboo in this culture. Yeah. And God forbid, it's never the women. It's never the men. It's always the women. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said, I'm going to do everything in my power to normalize it, to teach them, to especially here in the United States, like you're out of your country, you're out of your base culture. Right. Um, it's completely different. And it's very different. And times have changed, things right. have changed. Science has changed, our bodies have changed. Everything has changed. I've always wondered, like, is it the food we've grown up eating? Is it the chemicals that are in our food or in our bottles? <laughs> Nobody knows. And even if they do, they're not going to tell us. It's a huge business. There's no interest in telling us. Um, So I said, I would like to provide the resources to these people. And really, I would love to share the fact that after everything I went through here, I ended up going to Mexico, after all, and decided to go through another treatment. Yeah Um, because the doctor convinced me, because I was finished.
0: Well, after everything is have
1: been Yeah, and I have to say, after deciding and booking our trip and getting ready to go, I said, I'm not sure that I'm going to do anything, but I will listen.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: I'll listen to the doctor, because at that point, I was like, great, I've started losing weight, I've started feeling better, I'm not tired anymore, like, Great, who needs this? Right. Totally. Let's move on here. I'm old. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I feel you there.
1: I'm I so feel I you like, there. let's
0: <laughs> move on. Yeah.
1: So um
2: booked our trip. We're ready to go. We wait for the
1: Jewish New Year to end. And we um we decide to go. We're leaving beginning of October. Mm-hmm. Um, I said, even if I decide it'll be good timing on my end to be there, right? That if I decide to go through a cycle, it'll be right on time. So that makes sense. I were ready to leave, and two days before I get a letter from the clinic here, a bill for storage. Oh, my goodness, of things that were supposed to have been used and that i had always said
0: oh <laughs> i didn't oh. think we're used oh oh alana yeah i mean smoke. i i can i can picture the smoke coming out of your ears because <laughs> yes. i can only imagine the fury that i Everything. would feel i i Everything. i mean I, oh anything from you know that you were right to
1: so, wow, nothing like getting money stolen in front of your face like that wow. and being told that you're crazy and you're right. obnoxious and you're a bad, difficult patient. And I'm
0: like, well, I may- perhaps I had my reason for being so difficult Yeah, and lacking every bit of trust. That is absolutely infuriating. And that's yeah. putting it really lightly.
1: So I have always taught my husband and everybody always knows this about me that I am huge on the Jewish new year
2: Mm -hmm.
1: and have always said it's a new year it's a new beginning leave this past in the past and just move forward
2: Mm -hmm.
1: and my husband kindly reminded me of that and said it's in the past let's just move forward here and I said I'm never gonna be that kind of person that sues or goes into medical malpractice lawsuits. I don't believe in them. I don't like them. I work with it
2: mm-hmm. on
1: both sides of legal and medical. I I don't like it. Yeah, I can I mean um, what's
2: to so like?
1: it's nothing I would ever go towards. Plus my dream, which we will talk about later, I knew would involve this practice, hopefully. Right. Because I've always said just because it didn't work for me does not mean it can't not work or help other people because obviously it has. Right. So, you know, I've always said it's a small world, especially in Philly. Mm-hmm. There's no reason to taint my name or anybody else. Right. You know, let's just move forward here. God will do His thing. You um, do?
0: That's really, really, really hard to do that.
1: That's, that's what I did. And I moved on and I went to Mexico and I spoke with the doctor and
2: I went through with another treatment,
0: which worked. It did. <laughs> oh my goodness. I have chills right now. You don't even know. I, mean, I can't there, even I, believe I, it. I have goosebumps. <laughs> you probably can't see because the light is washing me out and I look like a ghost, but the, the hairs yeah. are standing up. That's so exciting.
1: Yeah. So it was oh my- just kind of like,
0: when I, I lost see- all hope. <laughs> the chills won't stop. I'm so excited right now. Oh, yeah, tears it was- in my eyes, Alana. Oh, yeah. That's when I amazing. lost all hope, I was like, I'm done.
1: I don't care. Whatever. And I made him promise, like, I'm not taking medications. I don't care. Um, So he explained to us different things and we did one shot here. My poor husband I brought it the first time with me, and it didn't work. The needle exploded.
0: I don't know what happened <laughs> because it was because it's everything is always crazy with this stuff.
1: I'm like, okay, I have injected myself thousands of times. This has never happened to me. (laughs) My poor husband had to fly back to Mexico to buy the medicine again. Oh my
0: goodness. Because there was
1: no way to find it here. Right. And when I say that, thank God, you know, I have a good relationship with my last doctor here. Mm -hmm. I do. He tried everything in his power to help me find it here in the U.S. or in Israel or somebody that could bring it to me. Right. But we couldn't. So my husband. Picked up once a month to go maybe. to buy the medicine
0: and come back. <laughs> That's wonderful and crazy, but the craziest but stories it. are sometimes the best stories. That's so exciting. Yeah. So, how far along are you now? I am 21 weeks. Oh my goodness. I'm, I'm sorry. I like I chills again. I'm not even yeah. kidding you. I have goosebumps all over my body right now. That's so yeah. exciting. It's crazy. It is crazy. You've been through to believe. so much. You deserve yeah. this. So yeah much you know and it's
1: weird because I pushed like three other friends of mine that were like oh I don't know I don't know one of them I actually she's going to mainline Mm -hmm. and she also had success so we're all two to three weeks apart from each other
0: how awesome is that thank god because we're all old (laughs) So we're like, good old You need the support. In our old age, you need that support. (laughs) Let me tell you. Yeah. Oh, wow.
1: So I have to say the whole experience in Mexico, and not just because it was successful, just everything about it is so unbelievably nice. My dream is to have women like me Mm -hmm. that are like, I can't handle this. I don't want to deal with this drama, the money, the... Hardship that blood draws every day, like insane. Yeah. Doesn't happen there. Does not happen there. An ultrasound. I used to say this all the time like, well, you know, we all know well that during this journey, you're not able to have any sort of
0: intimacy. Right. I hear so many people refer to the ultrasound wand as their good friend Wanda. I hear that all the time, and it's just like this hilarious thing because it's it's true. Like you have to, you have to somehow find humor in it, or as you and I would be the most miserable person, right? Like because I mean, infertility like steals your life, yeah, and that's and that's the thing. like, Like
1: here, I feel like that's what it's come down to be, and I will say very proudly because my dream is to take patients over to Mexico that it's nothing like that there. I mean, it is so pleasant. It And just the whole idea of how we are used to medicine here, you know, you can never call a doctor, ever. Yeah. Like, you leave a message, the nurse will call you back, whichever, in a couple days, or the on-call doctor will call you back. There, it's like, oh, here's my WhatsApp. Just text me later, let me know how you are. <laughs> Awesome, and you're <laughs> like, so um, okay, I'm not doing that. And he's like, no, but I'm asking you to. And I'm like, that's weird.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you.
1: <laughs> but it's amazing. Yeah, you know, it's truly when you go there, the staff is so nice. Yeah. um they're like texting you, like, how did it go? How do you feel? And even like the biggest thing after the the transfer. You know, here, they're like 15 minutes, go, you're fine. Go, go to the bathroom, do whatever, go drive home on 76 through every <laughs> effing bump that you could possibly <laughs> fall into. Have a nice you're fine. ride home. Yeah, you're you're fine. Don't worry. Nothing can fall out there. Like, no, no, no. You're sitting here without moving for the next three hours wow. with your legs up
0: and The little bucket under you, you have to go to the bathroom. There it is. (laughs) Wow. That's such a different experience than here.
2: In every sense. Oh my goodness. Every sense.
0: I mean, it's just, it, it just continues to make me so angry in general at the American healthcare system anyway. So I've decided
1: to, instead of be angry. Take it into a positive direction because yeah. what does that help you other exactly. than create ulcers and blood pressure issues for you exactly because no. um, as you just said the medical system sucks so. it does it <laughs> as absolutely. well not get there
0: <laughs> agreed
1: so to me it's like well let me take this opportunity and do two things with it you know I have my dream of educating and teaching women who don't know even where to start um, or aren't sure, or, and I've been doing my part, you know, when I meet younger women, they're like, oh, I have time. I'm like, no, you don't. Don't fall into this. Go get checked out. Yeah, Just be safe. Don't wait. Better. Don't be stupid. Don't be like, oh, I have all the time. No, no, you don't. I'm <laughs> Time goes by a whole lot
0: faster than you think.
1: <laughs> yeah. There's a reason why our grandmothers were having kids at 19 years old. <laughs> <Yep. Exactly. laughs> Maybe we need to go back to that. Yeah. Um. So, you know that that's one thing, and and educating them. I would also like to take it to a certain population that lacks the knowledge or the resources yeah. to teach them, and hopefully get a buzz going
2: Definitely. Um,
1: from the crowd and people that will be aware of what I'm doing. And business owners in the area, especially in South Philly to perhaps collaborate and maybe work with mainline fertility to do a scholarship fund that for one patient.
0: So incredible. Yeah. I think that's, um, it's such a, I can't think of the right word. Ambitious isn't the right word, even though it is ambitious. It's, it, I don't say that in a negative way. Ambition it, to me is a powerful thing. I'm an extremely ambitious mm-hmm. person, <laughs>
2: Yeah. but
0: it's, incredible to me I just want to say this to you to take such a complicated journey that has had such a beautiful result and I'm still like I still have chills about it I'm so excited It's, it's, racking. Racking. <laughs> it's, it's cra- Scary. Oh, I know that <laughs> I know that firsthand it is absolutely nerve-wracking and it's craziness but it's mm-hmm. such a wonderful experience and it's It's something really special, I think, for those of us who have experienced infertility. When you get the success and you're kind of like, what? I mean, I can only speak for myself in that moment of, well, this can't be real. I mean, gosh, my kids are almost, they're almost three, which I don't even understand. And I'm going to be honest here. I, every single day since the day they were born, I don't believe I'm living reality. I look in the mirror and I say, is this real? Am I mom? Right. Do I have children? Yeah. no, yeah. That can't be. <laughs> that can't be. And I like sometimes literally do this. I look in the mirror and I say, Kara, you are a mother. Yes. And I'll kind of like stop and be like, I am what? And it's yes. such a, I did the whole, the same thing throughout my pregnancy every single day. I had to tell myself like you're living reality here. This is not in your mm. mind. This is real, and you know, and it's interesting because success comes
1: in different ways and different expectations than you initially had. You know, there's things that you can do. It all depends on what your dream is. My dream was to have a child, and ever since I was a little girl, my dream was adopting. Adoption is very tough in this country. It's very tough in other countries. Yeah, Um, I still would love. But I know that's just not reality anymore for us. So
0: we did the next best thing that we could. That's amazing. That's amazing. Um, I'm excited. Cause I know as this scholarship fund, you know, project of yours, as it takes shape and as it grows and grows, we're gonna talk again. Yeah. I'm gonna make you talk to me again. I will track you <laughs> down, <can't> Alana. <laughs> and we will talk more about that because you know, I know we talked about it a few months ago, and I think you have such a vision, that's such a, an incredible vision. And I love that you want to help these women in this particular community that are lacking. You know, you specifically said resources. And that's something that is so true for minority groups. And mm-hmm. it's so unfair. And it's so infuriating to me. And I think it's such a beautiful thing when someone like you, who's been through so much, can turn their pain and their difficult journey into something beautiful like that. And I think that's just magical. Pardon all my words, magical, beautiful, powerful. Those are my, my favorite words, but, but it is, it's a magical thing to be able to take this and say, I'm going to turn this into something incredible and and yeah. change people's lives. And, and I want everyone
1: to be able to leave. If they decide to go through it to leave with a positive feeling, no matter their success or unsuccess and yes. achieving a child or not. Yeah. Um,
0: Cause every journey has a different, I think it's important. I don't like to use the word ending, but a different path.
1: Result.
0: Result. Thank you. That's a better word. <laughs> My brain's like, what's another word? Kara yes. I think of the word and I'm sitting here like where a word. Where are <laughs> you? Word. <Yes. laughs> I can't, but yeah, the result, you know, something else you said a few minutes ago that I, I just want to, Talk about for a second that I think is just so interesting. You said that before you went to Mexico and did this successful treatment, that you had said the treatment before that, that you said, All right, well, this is it. This is the last one I'm going to do. And then I'm going to move on. And you were ready to move on. And it's just, it's something really interesting to me because while my journey is completely different than yours, because we all have different journeys, Mm -hmm. before I got pregnant with my kids, I was in a similar boat where I was, I was for, in my case, I was going to therapy weekly because I was depressed and I had been through depression when I was much younger mm-hmm. and I knew the signs of depression and I knew mm-hmm. I was slowly, but crawling. yeah, it was just getting worse and worse to a point where I just was struggling to function every day. And there came a therapy session and, and my incredible therapist said something to me, you know, she didn't encourage me to move on or to say, okay, I'm ready to move on from this. She encouraged me that when, if I felt not when, but if I felt that a time came where I was ready to say, okay, I'm ready to move on from this, that it was okay to make that decision. And I said, I think I'm almost there. And I was Mm -hmm. so close to that point where I was ready to just say to my husband, I I can't keep doing this. I cannot keep being disappointed, keep getting a negative test. I can't keep getting IUIs. I cannot go through IVF. And I mean, and I only went through IVF one time, Mm -hmm. but it was such a massive failure (laughs) that I Uh thought I can't, I cannot put myself through that mental anguish anymore. I can't do it. And I was it it was this. I mean, it was basically okay. The next treatment after what worked was going to be another IVF. and that was going to be it for me. And I was like, okay, I'm going to be on my journey to, you know, move on to the next phase of my life. And then, surprise, surprise, everything went nuts, and everything, all it was one of those stars aligned kind of things, and it just okay. it, it just is sticking in my mind because of what you said about that timing. I mean, for you, it, it was a similar, a similar thing in a different way. You know what I mean? That you just reach that point and then poof, Hey, baby. And you're like, wait, what? <laughs> it's just, yeah. so, and, and now i like,
1: really Oh my God. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And you'll be like, or when your life <laughs> I'm sure, or when, you know, only our close family knows at this point. Yeah. For good reason, because as it is, I know it's a miracle when a baby is actually born and the mom makes it okay and everything, especially after all this. Yeah. You know, to me, I'm like, if it wasn't because we were in Mexico for six weeks, nobody would probably know.
0: (laughs) Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um,
1: So. What
0: an incredible story.
1: Yeah. I just... Yeah, it's hard to believe the doctor was so confident. He's like, "All right, see you in nine months," and I'm like, ha, "Ha ha ha! Sure, you're so funny." Right. And then when I called him, like four days after transfer, I was like, "Oh, it was it was five and a half days after transfer because they tell you you cannot move for five days." Mm-hmm. It's like I literally turtle paced back to our hotel and stayed there for the next five days, which for me is punishment Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm thankful and lucky that my husband got a wonderful room with a huge window that I could at least see things happening in the city um so once we were able to leave and I was like oh my god I'm bleeding I guess that didn't work well we tried I was like great we can go away now um And I called the doctor and I will admit my Spanish is very different than the Spanish in Mexico. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: So even though he said something to me, I was like, I don't think I understood what he said, but okay. So I hang up the phone and I tell my sister-in-law and she goes, okay. So it ended up what he was saying to me was like, wow, that was a quick result. Like, Mm -hmm. Oh, that was, bleeding because it took <laughs> that's what he said and I didn't understand that right. I thought he was saying oh it bled because it didn't work right I was like whatever he's like but I need you to stay until we do the test and make sure right And I was like okay so I go and do the test and sure enough it's positive and I look at the lady I'm like no way now what's amazing is when you pay for treatments there everything is included Mm. All your blood work, all your testing, all your ultrasounds, everything. You don't have to be like, oh, I have to go to Quest. Like, no, you just come to their clinic and they do your blood work. <laughs>
0: it's, come on, it's you amazing guys, Get with the program. It's amazing. It is amazing. um It's incredible.
1: Yeah. So when we went in for, I was like, okay, maybe it's twins. <laughs> That's all I wanted. It was yeah. Like one and done.
0: <laughs> yeah. Hey, I and hear you there.
1: Yeah. And I go in for the first ultrasound to confirm. And he's like, all right, there's
0: one. I'm like, keep looking. (laughs) (laughs) Where's the other one hiding? (laughs) I understand that one too. I was like, keep looking. (laughs)
1: Uh, He's like, see, I told you. And then my sister-in-law said to me, yep. It's, uh, it's what he said on that phone call. But you didn't get it. I was like,
0: no, because I don't understand his status. That is so funny. That's so funny. But how? What a story, Alana. I just, mm. I, I told just... him
1: when I left, I was like, if it wasn't because of COVID, I would give you the biggest hug in my life and <laughs> jump all over you. Right. <laughs> I said, but it's COVID, so, yeah, so I can't even thank you enough. <laughs> I'll go
0: like this. Thank you, doctor. Thank you I
1: said, my thank you will be that I promise to bring you so many patients that need you,
0: <laughs> yes, oh my gosh, that's I just had an idea for something that I want to talk to you about when we're done um that's that's so incredible, okay, so I would like to switch gears for a couple of minutes yes. and ask you my fun questions that I like to ask yes. all my guests. I know I gave you these questions to ponder okay. <laughs> Always give my guests these questions ahead of time to think about because they're not that easy. I like to make people think. So let's talk. First question. Who are three people who have had the most influence, who have been the most inspirational to you in life or in your life? Wow. Okay. So
1: this (laughs) one took, (laughs) this one took a bit of thinking. Yeah. Um, Because there's so many, but I'm not the kind of person that's like, oh, I look
0: up to this person. (laughs) I'm the same way.
1: Um, But I can say that my sister most definitely has been a huge part of someone I admire and look up to and follow in certain ways, in many ways. You know, to me, she's always been my sister, but also kind of like a second mom yeah there's quite a bit of age difference between us um and she's always taken that role as well well my mom is my best friend in the world but still very different um and it's interesting as I was thinking about the questions um just seeing the different changes throughout our lives with me growing and obviously her growing and maturing as well and seeing her raise three kids and always in my mind kind of like there's no other way like that is the way right to raise even though I am completely different from her and would probably raise my kids completely different (laughs) but I mean I gave my life for my nieces and nephews I love them to death um they're big part of the reason I even live in Philly Um, so yes my sister is definitely one person that stands out the most my husband yeah um he has taught me so much (laughs) he has made me realize and understand things that my personality and the way that I am and the way I've grown up to be and my different cultures of being Israeli and Venezuelan mm-hmm. and Americanized, where he's Mexican um, but has lived here in the u s for a long time, it's just like, "Wow, how does that make so much sense?" He just yeah. finds the way to explain things to me that I understand and I'm like, "Wow, and I actually pay attention and follow it okay. <laughs> and listen and and really do." recommendations that he has given I'm like oh it kind of makes sense um plus he has taught me patience like I never had before yeah, and resilience (laughs) and hard work calmness like I am the least calm person (laughs) that is where I joke that my redhead comes into play (laughs) strongly yeah um but yeah my husband and then um you know I was having a hard time of deciding on a third person and the person i just kind of randomly came up with is a gentleman in florida which i met working in politics over 20 years ago and retired at a young age but he was the first person that ever taught me so many things like he really was a mentor to me in using his gains to do good to donate in causes he believes and give so much money and backs them up not just money wise but getting on their boards advising them with all the business sense he has um you know while i lived in florida he really took care of me when things would go wrong even though he was traveling all the time he'd be like yes you can come stay at my house Well. My house got robbed and oh my gosh. you know, like all these things that would happen and he's just been an inspiration. Yeah. And it's a blessing to me that I know I can call this person at any time. And he's a very important person, but never gave me that feeling like, Oh, you're untouchable. Like right. no, I can text him now and be like, I was just thinking of you, Are you okay? Like that special bond of like everything okay, are your grandkids okay <laughs> like um, you know, just someone I very much look up to, someone that gave me amazing opportunities in my life when I was younger, coming out of college, you know, I worked in politics and I got to go to fun parties with the president i I met Trump like twenty some years ago, wow. Um, you know, I was a twenty-some year old. Like, yay! I get to go to Mar a Lago. How cool! <laughs> I was like, great. I don't want this picture, but I'm good. Let's move on here. <laughs> right. The party's cool. But, you know, yeah. it was fun. Like getting to DC, getting to different events, and learning so much. of his interest and his ability to put in his input, yeah, um, to change policy.
2: That's really cool.
1: Which is always something that I've wanted to do. And I've always looked to him and said, when this idea that I have becomes bigger, I will go to him. I will go to him for advice. I will go to him for pushing me into lobbying DC Mm -hmm. for more fertility, care, and support here in the US. Because it's absurd.
0: It is absurd. It's desperately needed. It absolutely... Positively, one hundred percent. is absurd. People yeah. go into so much debt just yeah. to try and have a family, and whether it's successful or not, nobody should have to be in debt just because they want to have a child,
1: right? Or try when there's so many children that they're not able to be adopted, or yep,
2: it's, or it's so many
1: children that are unwanted. Or,
2: yeah, it's just.
0: I agree with you. That's really. So those cool. are the three people. I love it. That's that's awesome. Okay, now it's my other question, which is similar but different. So here we go. If you could have, I always say a dinner party, but it doesn't have to be a dinner party. It could be any type of activity that you enjoy, whatever that happens to be for you. Three people in quotes. They don't have to be people. I, I like to specify this. They can be characters in a story. They can be, I don't know. They can be. Dead or alive, fictional or real. They can be people you know, they can be people you don't know, they can be animals, they can be historical figures. It's very, very much anything goes, which apparently makes this a much harder question for people, but that kind of makes it more fun for me. So if you could have this gathering or soiree or whatever it is, who would those three be? And why?
1: And if so I thought it was interesting <laughs> it definitely stumped me
0: yeah stumps everybody and,
1: like a funny answer <laughs> I like do it. these people have to be together and if so that'd be quite interesting <laughs> so the three people I thought of just because it's super random
0: I like the Patrick- random is more fun <laughs> I think I like random stuff.
1: so Patrick Swayze was the first to
0: come That's to mind very good one I like it <laughs> i was like okay i love dirty dancing i mean if you don't love dirty dancing are you even a person that's my opinion i mean you don't even have to be a woman to love that movie that movie is so mm. oh i love it i never get tired of it yeah so i actually had a funny story about patrick um
1: then president george bush 41 who i have met before but would be super interesting to Get the chance to have him more able to talk now, yeah. knowing more,
0: yeah, and
1: my grandmother, which I get it's interesting that I say that because I always think when I say my grandmother, I always think of my maternal grandmother
2: mm-hmm.
1: first and foremost, and almost only always, yeah, um but then I thought about it, and I was like, oh, it's interesting, I never really think of my dad's mom, who I'm named after, really. <laughs> that's funny but yeah it's interesting um but I did actually meet my maternal grandmother yeah. um she seems I only met her until I was seven years old I had only met her a few times mm. um but she's very much alive in our life yeah um because she was a holocaust survivor and
2: so it was my that has brought us
1: yeah it has brought till this day so much into our lives on so many levels of like don't stop fighting for what you need for what you want now we survived this you can get through anything um never stop looking for family never stop growing your family which was a huge push for me oh yeah and I said there's no way I'm stopping the buck here yeah um so she's always been, you know. I contemplated with her, like, would I want her at the dinner, or would she be the influential person?
2: Interesting.
1: She could so be both. she was like, yeah, she could be both. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I only knew her until I
0: was seven years old.
1: That's okay. Um,
0: people, sometimes it's the people we don't know that well that have the most influence. Influence, yeah. Who are who are that important in our lives? Mm-hmm. I get that. I really, do. President I never, Bush. Sorry.
1: Oh, it's okay, President Bush. Because while I had met him previously while I was working, it would be so nice to now not be under that working pressure yeah. of having the freedom to not only express certain things but also be like, "Wow, yeah. who would have thought we're <laughs> going down this hole?" <laughs> right? Then, yeah, like, people thought you were bad at some point. My God,
2: yeah.
1: Um, And I had worked with him and I worked very closely with his brother while he ran for governor in Florida. So um, I've always had an affinity for that family. Um, But it'd be super interesting, um, especially because they have married into Mexicans in their family as well. You know, his brother Jeb is married to a Mexican woman.
0: Hmm. I don't think I knew that.
1: So I've always thought that was super interesting that we had that in common and all about the immigration and families and things like that Um, and Patrick Swayze obviously for so many reasons (laughs) but the funny part I was going to say about him my best friend used to live in California on like a ranch and I saw this gorgeous horse that they had at her neighbor's and I was like, "Wow, that horse is something! Like, he is gorgeous." And she goes, "Oh, they tell me that used to be Patrick Swayze's horse." And this was like a couple months after he had passed. And I just started tearing up, like petting the horse. It was the most gorgeous horse. Yeah. And I was like, "This is the closest I ever get to touching him." It's
0: <laughs> <laughs> <That is> hilarious. <laughs> Oh my God. That's really I was like, But funny. I would learn to dance with him. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh man. Those are awesome answers. You know, I always, it's funny. I always say those are awesome answers and it's such a personal question. I mean, like, is there such a thing as not an awesome answer, but it's so cool to me. I, 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 I just, I don't know. I just love it. Okay. Alana, I have one last question for you. Yes. I'm going to make it to questions. Number one is where can our listeners connect with you, learn more about you, your journey, and the exciting projects that you have in the works? Where can people find you?
1: So I am on Facebook. I am on LinkedIn. I am on Instagram as well. Everybody can feel free to contact me, call me until more gets going with all these projects. If you have ideas You want me on
0: other podcasts? That was my second question was, will you come back and do another episode? (laughs) I would love to. I would love to. to And I'll put all your links and everything in the show notes so people can uh, can find you. So Alana, I just want to thank you so much for sharing your incredible journey and your very, very, very exciting news. Thank you for sharing all that with me, with our audience. You have an incredible story that I think is just so powerful and can really help a lot of women going through this struggle so thank you thank you thank you thank you for being and I would love to be there for them as well